0: Of our Lord 2022. It's been so
1: long, bro. I've missed you. It's been a long time.
0: It's been a long time. It's been four weeks. It's, I don't know, too long. Too long. We we
1: started this spiritual discipline thing, and now here we are, like four weeks later, like, all right, guys, part three, you know, prayer. So that's today. Today we're talking about prayer. Yep. Let's do it. Brandon, and you just got back from Israel, bro. Yeah. I'm so stoked to hear about that. I just want, like, highlights. Can you give everyone, can we just talk through some highlights of Israel? Because this is your second time there this year. You've been there how many times? Three, just three. three just three. Yeah. <laughs> but three. It's amazing. Yeah. And talking like, about, I don't know, I want to hear, give me some highlights this time around, your experience on the ground. I mean, we're talking about prayer and this is like where the world will go to prayer. Like three major world religions yeah. kind of view this as like a holy holy site. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is where people have gone for centuries even to like worship. Yeah. So I, I think it fits well. You're coming back from this place where prayer is probably at its like
0: peak in some ways at Mm -hmm. that specific location it's really interesting i mean there's there's a lot of things i could talk about with the trip in general but as it relates to just prayer um i had the chance to develop a relationship with some muslim guys who are roughly our age like 30-ish year old um, muslim guys who are almost like pastors like i don't know that they're technically imams but they're compared to a lot of other Muslims that I've interacted with or kind of my general impression, they're very evangelistic. So mm. they kind of run this little outpost mosque and when you come by, they're like, hey, like, you know, we wanted to talk to you about this. Like, here's a Quran and and that type of thing. It's Where, like, was that? Where was that at? Was that like in the inner city? I- inside of the old city. Okay. Um, of, in, Jerusalem. In, in, of Jerusalem. Of in, Jerusalem. In like the Muslim quarter. Okay. Um, near like the um, lion, in between like Damascus Gate and Lion's Gate. Okay. So, but you walk by there and a couple times I was like, oh, sorry, like I don't have time or I'm with Monica and she's kind of like, oh, you know, I don't really want to get into a whole like thing right now. It's like, OK, that's fine. So we're going about. But I knew that like for the last four days that I was there, that I would be basically by myself and that that would be my time when I could kind of circle back. And I really wanted to have a more immersive experience with those guys because i already felt like we were developing like they knew who i, I would walk by they knew who i was they're like oh and i'm like okay i can't i can't right now they're like come I'm like come on in come on so then finally i did long story short why did you walk by them? was it because like your hotel your force kind of walk by them every day <laughs> um it wasn't the hotel it was it, it, they 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 basically have this little like i said little outpost of basically a mosque like i think it's connected to like the main um alaska mosque you know yeah. like the dome of the rock And it was just like kind of a main road that we just found ourselves walking by. Dang. But long story short, I got, you know, I spent like an entire morning with them, more than that. Like I spent like six or seven hours with them this one day. And then the next day I went back and spent more time with them and got to see, um, got to have amazing conversations that we could talk about in more depth on maybe a future episode. Um, But really, really interesting conversations that I feel like the Holy Spirit gave me a lot of insight through about human longing for connection to God, but also the mm. differences between Islam and Christianity in really significant ways, c- kind of in a lot of ways, like change my heart towards even how I view evangelism mm. uh, in a, and I think a super significant way that mm. I'm like, I'm like so excited about the idea oh. of evangelism. Yeah. Um, right, right now, because it's, it's, I just feel so confident that what we have to share is so much greater mm. and that it's actually what people one and that it's not even really comparable like when when everything is added up the supremacy of Christ as compared mm-hmm. to for example Muhammad it's not even close mm-hmm. and that just that makes it less like you're selling something or pandering something and so much more like you're like I need you to at least look at this like mm-hmm. like see this um and and anyway I could go more into that but spending 6 or 7 hours with these guys there's the five times per day that Muslims pray mhm and that was really interesting because you basically see this religious fervor that they have where um it's like okay we're in the middle of a conversation sorry like in three minutes like it's like the call to prayer mm-hmm. and whatever we're doing we're, we're dropping that and we're we're prostrating ourselves um on on the floor we're facing a particular direction we're putting down the mat and they basically engage in this, what looks like a very, I would say very heavy, um, not necessarily joyful or whatever, but a very real and uh, so, sort of somber, but a very fervent, you know, mm-hmm. p- prayer that they do five times per day. Now we go, can go into what is that motivated yeah. by and yeah. what is that aiming for? And what are they actually praying about in these things? Mm-hmm. But just seeing that dedication to to doing this thing, praying Five times per day mm. to Allah, mm-hmm. who you know may mm-hmm. not exist, or if he does exist, might be part of the fallen council of God, or you know however you want to put that. But is um, not actually the Lord not, Most High, not yes. not actually the Creator of heaven and earth, but is getting this dedicated um, prayer to him from 1.8 billion people. Five times per day, yes. every day, and it's pretty crazy.
1: It it, it, it is. I feel like if someone's never been to I don't know either like the Middle East or some Muslim kind of based country, you know, when we were in Egypt, when we were in Jordan, when we were in Israel, like when we, you know, it's, it's I remember like how shocking it is because you know in America it's like you like you maybe see someone praying it over a meal <laughs> like maybe yeah exactly maybe not and but there it, it is so bold and it is like let's bring out our prayer rug, like stop what we're doing like we saw our bus driver even more they're like pulled over the car, you know, got out of the bus. And it's almost like it's a, it's an experience. It is. You know, prayer. It's like we're going to actually prioritize it. Like you said, despite the motivation or the religiosity or right. some of those things behind it, you're going, wow, it's actually a priority to them. Yeah. They're actually like setting aside. So I think for people who are listening, it's like you almost have, you have to be a part of it. You hear the call to prayer in the morning. Or mm-hmm. there's those. It's like really like an experience. And there's something about it, too, where it's like, man, they actually, again, whether it's evangelism or prayer or some of the things you may name, like
0: they, they probably value it more than... The everyday Christian does, yeah, and and they're essentially just overtly and unashamedly prioritizing that commitment to their religion or their belief system over anything else, mm-hmm. to the point where they're like I'm sorry, like we have to do this. It's mm-hmm. not it's a non negotiable. Mm-hmm. There's something about that that's really cool. That yes. is very respectable, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it really. Um, but at the same time, what what I could see in that, like I said, was. And I talk with them about this as well. Um, and and by the way, this is the same thing that I see in Judaism hmm. is is a respect for God and a like a submission to mm. to sort of the like the rules of God hmm. But I was asking them about we were talking about heaven um, and I was I was asking them like, so you know in heaven, and then like you get to be with God and and whatever, and they go like, "Whoa, what are you talking about?" And like, "No, you mm-hmm. don't get to be with God. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a thing. You you're never with God in heaven. You're given and I, you know yeah. other, other certain things. And and the Muslim heaven, um, this is you know keep it PG on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, that was an interesting idea to me. So I'm like, so so I was like, so you're just pray- I was like, help me understand that. Like, aren't you kind of with God right now in that you're praying to God? And they said, well, it's, they're sort of like, no, it's not, it's not really like that though. It's, it's like, it's us um, petitioning and basically like obeying and submitting to what we, what we've been called to do. Mm -hmm. But it's not like that idea of like having a personal connection Mm -hmm. with God is, it's not the same thing. And, and neither is it in Judaism Mm -hmm. in in a similar way, like we're, Mm -hmm. you know, talking with, um, uh, you know even like the the Orthodox Jewish person that I work closely with mm-hmm. um you never hear him talk about oh, like you know the Lord was like, impressing mm-hmm. on my heart or I or um any, anything that actually sounds relational mm-hmm. you don't really hear that language it's more like you know we we adhere to this belief system or Judaism would say that or you know the official stance is this it's it's always like a it's always one level removed from like I I was reading my Bible and through the words of the Bible, you know, like I was fellowshipping with God. I Mm -hmm. was, I was, I was meeting with God. Like that type of language is, is not really as, as used. Mm -hmm. So all, all of that to say, I simultaneously am like, man, go to a place Mm -hmm. like Jerusalem Mm -hmm. and you see, you see like spiritual practices and you see spiritual life and you see people that are, that are dead serious about what they believe and it's, it's so overt and it's so all over the place and it's actually like incredibly refreshing mm. to be like, wow, you're, you're actually visibly living your life in a way that aligns with your beliefs yeah. and you can see it, even the kippah. It's like mm. some people make fun of you for that, some people uh, to an extent you're putting yourself at risk mm-hmm. within the city because that is also a signal to you know the within the conflict of palestine and israel mm-hmm. and islam and judaism that's kind of like also like putting a target on your head you know but mm-hmm. but you really believe that and you're willing to do that and you're going to do that no matter what um and so on that level it's like man i really respect it on another level it's uh going into like what the conversation of tonight like prayer and what I would say is like a real prayer or Christian prayer is, is something that I think is a little bit different because mm-hmm. you can almost like what Dylan was talking about when we had the addiction, that podcast, you can do this thing like mm-hmm. toward the ceiling tile or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever Dylan said, you can like apply the part of you that God has given for prayer to the wrong mm-hmm. object. Mm-hmm. Um, but only in Christian prayer, do you get a relationship and do you get like a two way street?
1: Yes. I think that's worth exploring and talking about. And I almost bef- like before we even move on, cause you know, seeing, like you said, like the reverence or it's very, it's very heavy. I feel like their prayer sessions, you know, mm-hmm. even when we, you fly in an airplane to Israel and you have so many, you know, maybe it's probably primarily Orthodox Jews, but they have like a prayer shawl. You see them kind of like, you know, bobbing back and forth even when you're at the Western Wall and you just see like the heaviness of the Western, it's crazy to think this one part of the world, Mm -hmm. whether it's Muslims, Jews, Christians, so many people view this as a place to go pray and they have the you know you see them write it right you probably know exactly what they do but they when they write a little a little note like their prayer put it in the western wall mm-hmm. you, you know you probably know like exactly but i think it's like at the at the end of the week or the end of the day they collect all of them i forget how often they do it they bear you know they bear have like a holy burial mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. and it's cra- you know it is crazy some of the the way in which people view prayer mm-hmm. is so different and i think it's worth exploring just like we like what is the Christian perspective of prayer that makes it makes it makes it a little bit different or nuanced? Because um, you do see, I think, whether it's a prayer shawl or like a prayer rug mm-hmm. or all these like, objects, you see that with Catholics, like some like maybe prayer beads or. There's always something, yeah. And for us, it's it is a little bit
0: different, which I I actually like. I love that. You know, I do like, too. Yeah, it, it, I think I think the 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 New Testament idea that the veil is torn. Mm-hmm. And that the sacrifice has been made and that the model has been given in Christ for how prayer is. And I think that it's just it's so it's it's basically intimacy instead of religiosity. Mm. It's, it's the idea like when he talks to is it the woman at the well? And he says, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be in that particular location. Yes. Or that particular location. Like you have like the Holy Spirit is inside of you. You've been given a gift that allows you to commune with God. Yes. Wherever you are.
1: Yes dude because I, I remember my first time i went to israel when i was like 21 or two and even for me there was a sense of like i'm going to this place where god is like closer yeah it, it almost felt like whether i would never i would say that it felt like that like i'm mm-hmm. like obviously god is in israel specifically jerusalem specifically the holy city like and even the western wall like even i had that and it's weird you know what you just said about john 4 the woman at the well mm-hmm. and it's like no the temple won't be in samaria it's not gonna be jerusalem it's god is spirit and we who worship and worship in spirit and in truth. Yeah. And there was this redefinition of. Don't you realize it doesn't matter where you are and how freeing that was. And so you don't, it doesn't matter where you are or what objects you have a rug, a blanket, a bead. Mm-hmm. You don't need. You don't need something physical like that. Yeah. That's why I do think that. what before we even kind of fully get into it, when we're talking about like spiritual formation, I, I think of two things I want to like kind of tie this with prayer. He says that Christ may be formed in you. Hmm. So there's, there's, I think prayer is a massive way in which God is forming Christ in us or forming us into the image of Christ. But that Christ may be formed in you. That's not hmm. just us into his image, but he's being formed in us. Hmm. And then there's that Ephesians 3, that Christ may dwell in your hearts richly through faith. Hmm. That is, that, think about that. That Christ may dwell in your hearts richly through faith. I honestly view prayer as like we have this inner, inner temple hmm. where like we can like almost go to and commune with God. I, and It might sound strange or bizarre, but I view this as like, if our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, where the living, almighty, powerful God can reside, and he does reside in us, who believes. When we pray, it's, sometimes I feel like I'm praying to heaven, mm-hmm. and I'm not praying to self, Is not what I'm saying either, but I'm saying God is in me, dwelling in me, and I have like this inner temple. Just like maybe you'd go to the holy place, or the holy of holies, and meet with God in like this crazy, intimate way. It's like that, that holy place is in you, that holy the Holy Spirit, you know, is in you. The Spirit of God dwelt on like the, you know, in the Holy of Holies and we could meet with man. And now that place is in you. Like so the veil is torn and ripped. And it's like, and I've changed the location to mm-hmm. anyone who believes and calls upon the name of the Lord. And I don't know if I fully, so I think we must have to grasp like this imagery because I feel like everyone has imagery with prayer in some ways. Yeah. Like, you know, whether it is like God's in heaven and I'm just praying and I hope he hears me. It's like, no, he's actually near. He's so near. That's what's mind blowing to me. Like, I think even the older I get, I start feeling that more of like, I'm not talking to someone who's out there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to someone who's in here. And I don't know, that's just such a yeah. a beautiful thing. And I don't have to go to this wall. I don't have to go to this place. I don't have to have like, I don't have to face a certain direction. Like he's in me. Yeah. And so I don't know, I think just getting this conversation going, it's cool because pe- so many people pray, right? So many religions pray. And we're saying that like Jesus actually like kind of redefined prayer, right? In John 4, you, you talked about it. Or um, So I think here's what's interesting. On the Sermon on the Mount, you see what we call the Lord's Prayer. But then the disciples in Luke 11 said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he's like, did you not hear me the first time? And he basically quotes, right? Or he re-says what he said on the Sermon on the Mount. And I, I love that because like maybe they wanted something okay. new. like Maybe they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we heard that though. Like, but teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me tell you what I've already told you. And I think sometimes we need to hear that. Like, I don't know. Maybe we look at the, the Lord's Prayer, like our Father in heaven. Let's and We can walk through that. But mm-hmm. we like, oh, that's just, you know, I memorized that when I was a kid. That probably is more beautiful and simple and yet nuanced. It's probably more rich mm-hmm. than we give it credit. And when we want to, but how do I really pray? Jesus was like, let me repeat what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he really does. Like, you, you're you bringing all this up to say, like, when Jesus right away says, our Father yeah, I mean, right exactly. away, it's, it's complete. think about this. Where do we see people praying in the old Testament, calling God father? Like where, where in the Torah, where in the old Testament, what we, like, where do we see God being dressed as father? The reality is we don't, we see Jesus come on the scene and go, let me tell you, let me teach you how to pray. Mm-hmm. He's father. You know, and I think like I said, that relational aspect is so unique, it's unique to Christ, unique to Christianity, unique to followers because we have access through Jesus to this father, yeah. to God the Father.
0: And then you, you would think that that you would think that that would make Christians more uh, prideful because it's like mm. we're saying, you know we have something better than you have. We have special access. We you know we, we get we're calling God Father and you're just calling him God. But actually, because of the way that the entire paradigm shifts in the New Testament, and really, the gift that we were given first at the manger and through the incarnation, and then the entire life of Christ, but then the sacrifice of Christ, and the way that that changes everything—it it also directly changes prayer, mm-hmm. because in kind of going back to even being over there, is you see like religion creates pride, mm-hmm. and you see it's like it or it creates shame. Mm-hmm. And you can see the the people who you can see you're either not living up to the things that you know that you should. And there's and there's a sense of being um, reformed and kind of outcast and not like really serious business. And you can see that there's like a there's a disconnect with with those types of Mm -hmm. people or the people who are on it you start to see this pride and you start to see that they um whether whether Muslim or jew you start you start to see that um their the identity and and everything is coming from like, well we, we don't do that you know you, you can take that elevator but we don't take that elevator mm. or you know you can, you can do that but we, you know we're, we're built a little different and, mm. and you just see like all these distinctions that exist in their mind in terms of in terms of like the rules that are being kept and how those are the things that they are basically trusting in and relying in, mm-hmm. but then you see how how prayer is again completely non. It's not relational. It, it's not. It's not. There's not a closeness or or any. And it's not even about emotion. I hate when I, I the distinction is not emotional versus non emotional. Mm-hmm. The distinction is: Are you talking to God? Believing that he's actually listening to you, that he actually could talk back to you, that he actually cares for you, that you actually have access to him. That's really the point I'm trying to make is um, basically the veil is torn is is the simplest way that I can put it. And and the thing that's crazy though, that, that I feel like really stood out to me is that Christianity, when rightly understood, makes you incredibly humble because you have to fully acknowledge that that all of that rule keeping and all of those things is not actually the ticket. And actually it's just bolstering more and more pride within you. And so it's, it's like the whole idea of a rich person having to go low mm-hmm. under to get into the kingdom. And so because, because basically the sequence of events is a, a total breakdown of, of self-trust and a realization that, that basically religious activity fails and that humans left alone do not have what it takes and that we cannot build a ladder to heaven we will never be able to get to god that is like number one is basically contrition and then the holy spirit's like good that's correct Mm -hmm. you understand now here is my here here is the here is christ Mm -hmm. And then when when you understand the gospel, basically, um, and, and then you're given the Holy Spirit as the— like, then the Holy Spirit is given to a believer after they believe the gospel. And that is completely unique. That So the Spirit is pointing the believer to Christ, and the Spirit is like, what does it say? With groans that are even deeper than mm-hmm. words— mm-hmm. I'm yeah. paraphrasing but that but that, that idea the, yeah. is the idea that we're not we're not alone in isolation with rules that we're keeping to climb up to God or to do prayer five times a day to submit to God. We Christ, Christian prayer is with the Holy Spirit and it's and it's in light of the veil being torn and the sacrifice that's been made so that we can come boldly to the throne mm-hmm. of grace, but still with utmost humility. It doesn't bolster pride because every time that you're coming to God, you're coming to God through Christ mm-hmm. and in Christ and with the Spirit. And 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 so there's always a sense of—and uh, I say always because obviously Christians can still be prideful in this and that, but I'm saying the mechanism that I feel like God has put in place in Christianity is— I am actually in you like you said like you like you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am now in you helping you point back to me and as you as you feel my presence and my work in your life it keeps you humble because you feel the difference between between what it's like to be loved in light of what I've done for you mm-hmm. as compared with what it's like to be loved when you know that it's all up to you to climb this ladder and you know that you're not getting there fully and you feel you feel that heaviness on re- religious people basically you either feel the heaviness or you see the pride of it when they mm. feel like nope i'm actually on it mm-hmm. and i did my suit code and i did my yom kippur and i did all these things mm-hmm. and i have the thing and i'm dominating i'm doing all the things five times a day you either see that pride of it that becomes more obvious or you feel the heaviness of it and Again, Christian prayer is so different because it's it's with the Spirit, in Christ, to the Father, mm-hmm. in light of this, like all of these things that have been done for us that allow us to have access that we feel like we can actually be friends with God, which is crazy. Like Jesus says, like I, I actually call you brother, mm-hmm. like I call you friend. There, there's a. It, it, and obviously, it's not that we're on God's level, but it's like you can actually come and and sit on my lap, and I actually mm-hmm. want to like embrace you and 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 hug you mm-hmm. like a father. It's 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 so different. That like being given that invitation and being given that acceptance as the as the beginning point completely changes all future communication with the divine. Mm-hmm. Is really the point that I'm trying to make. Like we. Christians pray in light of having been accepted in light of having been gifted the Spirit to help along the way. And so the whole it, we're talking about spiritual disciplines. So there's still a component of we we mortify the flesh and we and we point to God and we ask for help and we do these things. but it's it's like the, like the race has been has already been run and like the victory has been made and we get to talk to the creator of the universe mm-hmm. and he, we we don't have to be afraid of doing that we can share everything that is going on with god we don't have to hide the things that are, that are shadowy and mm-hmm. and and scary we can actually because pride would make you want to hide those things and think well if it's up to me then i don't want god to see that because you know mm-hmm. but but the gospel and, and prayer and christianity allows you to be like hey i can actually tell you i'm having a really bad day i actually feel kind of down or i for whatever reason my thoughts are going towards sin or for whatever reason i'm lacking in just an appetite for you like i'm lacking in desire for you or i'm lacking in purpose in my life like what like what's the next step? like wherever you're at you there's a freedom to talk to god because you already know you've seen me at my worst you know that without you, I'm, my righteousness is filthy rags. You know I'm not bringing anything to the equation. Mm-hmm. And somehow, even as your enemy, even as a pathetic person that I am, you still loved me. You still put out your, mm-hmm. your blood for me. You still died on the cross for me. You gave me everything when I had nothing to give you. Mm-hmm. You've kind of seen it all. So now I can access you through Christ, and I can be real with you, and I can tell you, like, I'm having a bad day, mm-hmm. and the freedom to to talk like that to God is, I think, a uniquely Christian freedom because it allows you to talk to God without the mask of religion, in some ways, um, blocking that communication. Mm-hmm. That was long winded, but <clears throat> tell me your thoughts.
1: No, I mean, I wanted to kind of get back to something you said. I, you know, I know that you kind of brought up pride and prayer in prayer. <laughs> in prayer it's interesting, I guess I haven't thought about it like that in a, in a second, but I would never look at a kid who's the son or daughter of someone important and be like, how dare you call that person dad? Or how dare you interrupt them? Or I guess like, you know, if, if I, cause I'm like, you address this person as sir. Like, no, I, I would never have the audacity to think that. Like, so if someone comes to God as father and, and it comes also almost like childish or childlike, I should say. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, how dare you? Do you not know who you're speaking? You know, I do think there's a flippancy at times, or there can be, you know, the other error probably amongst Protestant Christians other than outside, you know, other religions or faiths that pray is probably more of our flippancy, which is like, we do forget Ecclesiastes where he says, you are God in heaven, here I am on earth, I'll let my words be few. I think, I think in Ecclesiastes that still applies to us, like there's this, even the Lord's Prayer, I forget, I forget what it is, but it's like 60-something Greek words, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, but it's very, it's very clear and concise, you know, there's not, there's, so there's this element still of like, I want to, you're God in heaven. I'm here on earth. I do want to, you know, count my words, like in a sense before you, I want my words to be, I want them to be meaningful. I don't want to be just speaking. And Jesus talks about that, right? And, and there's like how to pray. Don't like, blather on like Yes, the, don't yeah. blather on, right? So like there is that element yeah. of maybe we are too um, unaware of what we're actually doing. We are coming to the throne of God or We are speaking to the creator of the universe, but he's also our father. So there is a unique, I think, blend or balance of... Listen, I love the Matthew 18, whoever wants to come or enter the kingdom must be like a little child. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think sometimes religion takes itself too serious. Mm-hmm. I think Christians take themselves too serious at times. Mm-hmm. And I think like, listen, you know, when I hear my daughter pray, like eat tonight at dinner, mm-hmm. it's the best, I love it, it's my favorite. I'm like, Kinsley, will you pray? And then she does, you know, I told Brandon before this, but I love it, she says, she always goes, Jesus on knee. we have no idea what she's saying, ani, but yes. that's a second word every single time. And then she goes on, she goes, Jesus knee, and then she starts talking. But today she just goes like what she's like thanks him for her doggy she thanks him for her brother, she thanks him she thanks him for that ouchie's gone off her leg, mm-hmm. and I'm like I just she's talking about her day yeah she's ta- she's just telling him about her day and I'm like at three years old it's so be- you're just telling
0: him about, you're not th- overthinking yeah. this you're just like I want to talk to you about my day because when I like when I hear that and tell me if I'm wrong because like I this is I don't have a like greek trans like sure hermeneutic or whatever to to back this up right now this is more (coughs) of just have you ever been to like an orthodox service or any type of service where there is like a mantra to it and you are it's very repetitive and it's like and we read this thing it has like this circle to it and it kind of goes that that's kind of what i think of when i when i think of um vain repetitions or vain repetitions and 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 again, I, I actually want to—we should—so put a pin in this, and we should actually look look this up. But I have a hard time—I uh, I would be shocked if that verse meant, like, you you know, you're alone with God in the secret place, like like Jesus talks about in Matthew. You're not blowing your trumpet. You're not in front of people, and you're sharing the thoughts of your day, and it took you 30 minutes sure, to get it all out sure. instead of the 60 words of the Lord's Prayer. Yes. I, I don't see God being like, man, like— Time is ticking. And- no, I, it's not that either. But I'm. Uh, that's why I think that balance of, I
1: do think sometimes we as Protestants can err on flippancy and, see, and mm-hmm. me, almost like this Jesus is my homeboy. I can just kind of. Forget that I'm speaking to you know when Jesus says do not fear man who can destroy the body but fear God who can destroy both the body and the soul. Now like there's that element of fear God. Mm-hmm. Like there's there is that did element. You just say destroy the soul in hell. Yeah, we're gonna do another podcast on Does that. It? Yeah, yeah, because you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but there is an element of us, um, I think, realizing that he still is God mm-hmm. and he still is holy. And there's this holy, holy, holy. That's the angels who are like I think like. They don't have this sinful nature like like we do, mm-hmm. but they are crying out holy, holy, holy. My thing is like I still think we kind of do err a little bit too much. Like I think that's why in some ways like we you when you were in, had your experience in Israel, there's something respectable yes. to an element about maybe the the repeti- the not the repetition, but the seriousness or the they just they take it as like this is a beautiful and a holy thing that I need to do unto the Lord and. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying there's something about we go too far, I think, on one, one end or the other. So I do think Ecclesiastes is real. God is in heaven. I'm on earth. I'll let my words be few. There's those times where I'm like, you know what? I don't need to ramble. Actually, in fact, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man reveals much. So sometimes like when someone is like going on and on and on, they're, they're blabbing. That's mm-hmm. kind of going back to what Jesus said, you know, mm-hmm. like those just rambling going on and on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that effective, fervent prayer, like someone who's like, just I, it's effective. Mm-hmm. It's efficient. It's, it has that kind of element to it. Um, where you're not trying to waste, you're not trying to also put on a show for people. Right. You're not trying to like sound super high and mighty. I actually I found this quote. Yeah, um, I wanted to do it too because it's so legit because I think there's this element too um, sound fancy. Uh, this guy named John uh, Climacus. He said, "When you pray, do not try to express yourself in fancy words. Do not strive for verbosity, lest your mind be distracted by a search for words. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like we can do that. Like, I'm. Oh, what's the best word here? And mm-hmm. it's almost like when you're doing that. Sometimes it can almost become inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And it could also just be your you know your mind's kind of slipping for a second. But like, mm-hmm. I think what like what is prayer? So let's just talk about this for a second. What is prayer? Can you give me like a simple your Brandon's simple definition and then if you want to have a longer one but simplify it and then maybe have a longer one you want to unpack if you do but what is prayer how would you put it simply talking to god yes right great do you have a would you ever have like another definition of that like what is prayer
0: you don't have to i'm just well, curious. well like like i said i think it can be a work mm. I, I i don't think that it is intended to be a work but i think that it can become a work and i think that that's actually bad i think i i think that talking to God is is more to the point now not talking to God flippantly not like you said Jesus is my homeboy but it's it is communication with a real being it's it takes effort so obviously like any relationship effort is involved but talking to my wife isn't a work or Mm -hmm. like a a ritual or a sacrament that I'm like oh I've got to do my talking to my wife like that's not you know what I'm saying like that's well, it's funny because I, I want to push back on that <laughs> okay well because like I me, my wife and I
1: are in a place where like I like let's go on a walk and talk or something because our day is chaotic and like we almost have to
0: plan times we're gonna talk you know like yeah you carve out the I, you, I, I, you know. I'm not saying like you you do carve out the time for it um, it's like all, but, it's, but but it's like you you do that yeah. with your wife because you enjoy her yes and, and the relationship that you have with her. And you feel like, oh man, I miss, I miss my wife. I feel like I haven't gotten any good time with her. I want to go on a walk with her so that I can um, be known by her and know what's going on in her mind and like and connect basically. Yep. And all that I'm saying is that's a different that that is a that's a Christian motivation for a prayer. But there's another motivation which doesn't view God like a wife, like that the Pauline mm-hmm. metaphor of marriage doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and so prayer is literally a work where it's more like I don't want the wrath to come so I do the thing called prayer. Yes. And that, there's a
1: fear, there's definitely a fear-based element to prayer, right? Like you said if I don't hit my 5, or if I don't hit my mm-hmm. morning devotion, therefore God will be mad at me or punish me in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I agree. Uh, you know, cuz I want to but I also want like in our conversation to, to simplify it for everyone cuz what when we say what is prayer and you said talking to God. I do agree with that. I think there's ways to like unpack that because I guess my next question is, well, is it a monologue then, or is it a dialogue? And I think that we need to view prayer a little bit less as a monologue, mm-hmm. and a little bit more as a dialogue. Because when I think about it, like talking to God, like yeah, I'm talking to him. <clears throat> Sorry about Talk, that. But, talking
0: but, with is a, is is what I should have said. No, no, I'm
1: not trying to like over. <laughs> I mean, be that weird. That, is, that is probably better though. No, I I actually was going to say the same thing, like talking to. But you're right. Like I think there's that element of like how do I how do I try to to just even like slow down to all right, Lord, I just asked you for this or I just said this. Could you kind of, you know, I asked for direction. Can I be quiet now and just, I'm going to wait to maybe have, just have you give me direction or I'll open up the word while I'm waiting and just read Mm -hmm. and like speak to me through your word or speak to me in the stillness or there's, I think there's elements where you want to make prayer a little bit more
0: of a dialogue as well. Yeah. Um, But I also think, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I I think Basically, like if if you're talking about like giving something of prescriptive both to myself and to the listener, I would say just don't be fake. Mm. That that that's something that I feel like can be very toxic. Is when you feel like kind of like what you were saying about lofty language. If you feel like you have to like <coughs> kind of like flex this like religious muscle or kind of rise into this certain like mindset of like how you think you should talk in church or what are the right words or this and that but like actually you have like I said like maybe you have tremendously negative uh, emotions going on or you have major sin going on but you just want to talk about the things that you feel like you should be saying to God like Mm -hmm. with typical prayer yes my big thing is just like God God really wants to connect with uh, with people wherever they are, which yes. is which is so cliche, but it really it really is true, and it's like that 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 for, at least for me was one of the biggest breakthroughs. Is like okay, I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to like mm. sound churchy when I'm not feeling churchy. Yeah. I'm going to be very real mm-hmm. and the good the bad and the ugly while still maintaining reverence. like sure. I, I don't i mean i've i've heard people's testimonies where they're like i cursed to god and whatever mm-hmm. and it's like maybe there's a moment where he worked through that in spite of your idiocy but it you know what but, but the idea is that i think i think that that i think that being real and and just like i said earlier like n- coming to god without wearing a mask is is probably more important than than almost anything, I would say.
1: I mean, I think it's incredibly important. I think you're right. I, I definitely think that that is lacking, no doubt, amongst I mean, anyone I've ever met. It's like just, hey, you don't have to, you're don't you not talking to me right now. You know, you're not trying to... When I pray with people, sometimes I feel like they're talking to me mm-hmm. or they're trying to impress me maybe or there's some, something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. I, I also, it's weird. I don't know why this thought just hit me, but like I do think our culture in our generation values like authenticity is a high supreme ethic... <laughs> and morality for our generation mm-hmm. where sometimes i also wonder like is that good meaning i'm not trying to say be an athletic, i guess mm-hmm. hear me out for a second mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm just bringing up this po- but the thought of like sometimes um i dude i'm, I'm by the way i'm fully agreeing with you mm-hmm. i think we have to be like like god this has been a really terrible day like i'm, I'm exhausted i'm mm-hmm. wiped my mind like you said is wanting to be pursuing the sinful disgusting thoughts that i'm having and that is i'm just being honest with you lord like help me i think we have to be like that but then there's sometimes where, like, um, I want, like, I'm almost like, God, I'm going to force myself right now to thank you. Mm-hmm. And that is not authentic in the sense of, like, I want to do it. And that's how I feel. But I'm going to spend some time not complaining, whining, asking for things. But I'm going to just be like, you know what? You know, heart, you need to be grateful. And you need to count, you need to count all the ways God has been good. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that. To, I'm gonna, God, And I'm just going to tell you, God, you are, and I feel like my heart and I might not, want that or might not be authentic authentic in that moment but it's exactly what like it needs it needs like some crafting it needs some time to you know so it's funny the other day i did this both my son and daughter Mm -hmm. i was like very annoyed you know and i tried not to make it in a um belittling way Mm -hmm. but what i try to do is like let me just tell you things about you that i love even though right now i'm about to pull my hair out and I actually, I just, I'm like, can I tell you, I love how fun you are. I love that you like to make people laugh. I love that you're so playful. I love that you care about other people's emotions. And it's weird. Forcing myself to do that, like telling them these good things about them mm-hmm. when they were driving me absolutely nuts was like what I needed to do because they could tell dad, like it's almost like dad look, seems angry at us, and I'm not trying to make this like a yeah. God thing. Yeah. But I'm saying
0: like, I almost had to like correct my my mouth. That, no, that and, I, that's a really good word. Like honestly, like that, that, like... It, it, thankfulness and and do this with thanks and give thanks yes is interlaced throughout that's a great point I actually bring that up right like he's like with thanksgiving you're right like it's, it, it's everywhere isn't like that crazy? once you once you see that it, it literally just gets like draped like honey over every meal uh, like every sentence of the new testament almost has that that idea of like yes d- with thanksgiving with,
1: with- yes because i'm again that, that's i guess what i was getting at because it's not dude david does say why oh lord how long oh lord it's kind of like venting prayers mm-hmm. But how many times do people vent to God in Exodus, and he's like, "I'm sick of your whining and complaining." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- and I do think that's why prayer is like when you pray, like it's okay to it's okay to do that. but like with Thanksgiving, like you said, it's like intertwined throughout yeah. a lot of scripture. Like, hey, make sure this is yeah. guiding guiding you in that.
0: No, that's that's a really really good distinction because because what I what I had in mind with that is more of the the person who's just not who's maybe hiding sin yes, from God yeah. or not are just feeling like they have to be. <laughs> Like fancy. Yes, I agree. I, I mean, again, I agree. I don't think you're wrong at all with what but, you said. But that, but it is a totally a both end, and that that is such a good point. Uh, like, like thankfulness is is kind so of, and it's also like selfish too, in a sense. That, in that, like, the more that you do that, like what you're talking about, the more that you get a perspective about whatever the thing is that's putting you in that mindset, and it, it's a very like, um, it, it just gives you perspective. Yes, absolutely. Um, and going back to this idea of
1: relationships, I want to like build off that. Um, dude, you would love this. David Mathis, one of the books we I'm using for like our spiritual disciplines, even conversation is called Habits of Grace mm-hmm. by David Mathis, and he's great. He has a lot of stuff you can read online. but um, he says prayer, and he, this is his answer to what is prayer. Prayer f- for the Christian is not merely talking to God, but responding to the one who has initiated toward us. He has spoken first. This is not a conversation we start. I love that. This is not a conversation we start, but a, relation to, a relationship into which we've been drawn. His voice breaks the silence. Hmm. Then in prayer, we speak to the God who has spoken. Our asking and pleading and requesting originate not from our emptiness, but his fullness. Hmm. Prayer doesn't begin with our needs, but with his bounty. Its origin is first in adoration, and only later in asking, hmm. oh, dude, his, his voice breaks the silence. It's really good. It, it was so good. It's just like, wow, I think that I'm the one like, okay, I'm going to start talking to God. Like he already wasn't talking first. Like he already wasn't breaking the silence first. Hmm. Like who made the first move? Not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in that like approach of a guy and a girl or something, you're like, who makes the first move? It's like God made the first move. God's you know always I mean? Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's, I miss that. It's like a classic. A classic. Um, Pre-slap. Will Smith. Oh, so dude, I miss that guy. <laughs> um, but I do no, that. No, that is a phenomenal quote. So this idea of what is prayer, because um, I do want to get back to you. Like Jesus obviously prayed and prayed a lot, which is fascinating. Right when you think mm. about God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit when you think about we pray in the name of Jesus we like that's our access like because what he's done who he is we can come to the Father like you said the veil's been torn mm-hmm. so Jesus is our access to that to the Father if we ask anything in his name according to his will he hears us right like Jesus is monumental for prayer for us right he's a mediator between God and man however he also prayed which is so mind-blowing mm-hmm. and he you know obviously in the garden but you think about all these times where jesus got away and prayed mm-hmm. like he how many i don't know how many times probably five four or five but mm-hmm. you read he withdrew himself mm-hmm. and prayed
0: and it was probably i mean it was it was a lifestyle clearly like if it's if there's five mentions of it and well, what's the gospel that has at the end of it if there was time for all the things that yeah john the, the, what does it
1: say? All the books of the world cannot contain the things just like said and done, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's basically
1: a lot more where that came from. Think about that. that I mean, so you said lifestyle, right? Yeah. So if Jesus, like, was known for prayer. Yeah. Because it also, when he'd pray, you see him praying even when he chose the disciples. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's obviously seeking the Lord's, like, will, like, hey, who's the 12? Mm-hmm. Or when it says he withdrew himself from the disciples and he prayed all night. Like, he prayed all night. So there's actually times where, where we should pray more than the, like, I'm... I'm not trying to say it's only the 60 Greek words or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say like, no, like you see that, that clear and concise prayer, but you see him praying all night. Like you see, we need to have length as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But that, that is so amazing that he's left us like a pattern. Like if he found it necessary to withdraw from like the chaos of life, you know, how much more should we probably withdraw at different points from the chaos of life for the purpose of prayer? Yeah. For the purpose of like, you know, I just need to go pray. Like, whatever that might look like, a prayer walk or some with friends all night or something like that. Um, I, when, I had a buddy one time invite me to a prayer thing that was all night and I tapped out as bad. But it, he, it like from like 9 p.m. it started to so like they wanted to pray to think 6 a.m., like sunrise. I think I left at midnight. <laughs> but it was, but they wanted to do the idea of like, we're going to pray all night. We're going to do what Jesus did withdraw ourselves and pray all night. But the idea is like, it's still sweet. Like, I want to give more than just my normal time. Mm -hmm. So listen, I think we need to have those organic times of prayer. I think Nehemiah does that really well. It's a great book, by the way, Nehemiah, for like these three to five word prayers. And I think that's also like, God hears that. Mm -hmm. That's not insignificant. When he's like, Lord, give me strength. Like, that's like a Nehemiah prayer. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That can be enough sometimes. Like, God help, I'm struggling.
0: It's, It's, I mean, it's literally... In my view, it's, it's dynamic precisely because it's a relationship, Mm -hmm. meaning going back to what you were saying about, about like going on a walk with Kimber, but like if you have a really amazing like anniversary weekend or something and you spend like so much great time and you just feel like you're fully on the same page with your wife and you're like, wow, like we, like, I'm not like both of our love tanks are full and Mm -hmm. we've just like really had an amazing, like time together um then you can have those little references to that time like those little callbacks Mm. and like inside jokes (laughs) Uh, you know what i'm saying those Mm -hmm. those little those little things that maybe wouldn't have been possible in the same way Mm. had you not done like that really sweet deep beautiful deep dive together Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yes yeah. and um and so i th- I really feel like it's the same thing in-, in prayer where it's like you have those very amazing or, or and in worship too you know you have those times with God that you're like, okay, like I'm not questioning anything right now like I am just I, like this is crazy like <sighs> this is crazy like I'm in the presence of God this is amazing like i mm-hmm. like i there's just such a wholeness in this and then um and then maybe the ne- next day you just have a little moment at work or whatever mm-hmm. where you're like oh, yep like you're you're with me this is mm-hmm. amazing like like would be your name and, it, and it's mm-hmm. like something that's tidier um so i guess what i'm saying is like i think we need both like, yes I, I think i, yeah, I, I think absolutely. if your life is just is just the five times a day you know kind of mm-hmm. like the muslim thing we're saying at start it's like i'm kind of doing doing that bit checking that box like did it if it's just something like that mm-hmm. um I think that it's the, the, the sense in which it's a balance between it being very organic because it's a relationship and also us recognizing that according to human nature, we trend away from God and we actually have to yes. be intentional yes. to center our hearts back on, on him.
1: and And not, and maybe in some ways we're not being a dead horse, but we, I feel like this has been our thing so far in this spiritual disciplines talk, which is like, I'm concerned it'll become works-based. And yeah. but it, I think we're agreeing that throughout all of these things we're going to be talking about, it has to be organic and planned. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you have to have both. Mm-hmm. I don't think plan makes it less romantic or less sincere. Even the anniversary weekend, I, you had to buy had to plan, a hotel at some point. You had to plan it like yeah. It's so it's okay if it's like on your calendar schedule like for prayer, and it's okay if it's not. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know like yeah. And I do think you ha- you need both. I really think you do need like I know at this time of the day I'm going to pray, mm-hmm. but I also know that it's not only limited to that. And if I miss it, it's, God's not angry at me. And I think all of those things matter in this. Um, you no, know, it's funny but I when I think about in Matthew when Jesus is telling his disciples how to pray, um, he has some frustrations towards prayer. Right, like Jesus is calling out those things that like that annoyed him about the religious community of mm-hmm, that day. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know, because he's like, "Don't pray lengthy pray these these prayers that with repetition, vain repetitions, or um, you're praying in public but not in secret." Um, there's like there's just some things he was frustrated by and called out, and it made mm-hmm. me like think about. I almost want to ask you, because I think it's, we can, what are some frustrating things about prayer today that need to be called out? Like some annoying, and maybe this is too much, like I don't, we can become like fleshliness and like be very, yeah. but I think some things need to be called out where you're like, oh, this thing really rose in the wrong way. Cause I definitely have a few, but I'm curious, like, well,
0: you, you might have more on the tip of your tongue than me, but l- let me, yeah, please take a crack at it. <laughs> uh, well. That question raises actually a question. Sure, please. That that and you kind of made me think of this a little bit ago, but now I'm really thinking of it, which is um Jesus before his death, burial, and resurrection um is is when we have those instances of him going like you were talking about, those times when he goes up alone mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. prays to God. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know that we have post-resurrection examples of that and i'm not making a point with that we just i don't know that we have access to the that part of yeah i guess and what would be the uh difference for you well that was my question is so we pray like you said jesus is the mediator and we pray largely to jesus I think a lot of times, like in the church, people say, "You know, dear Jesus," or at least it's, like it's in the it's in the running. Okay, so is this a question on who do we pray to? <laughs> it's kind of something that I like. I wonder because I feel like sometimes, like I, I have one friend, and, and by the way, I, yeah. I guess I guess really the point I'm saying, I, I I'm not judging in any direction here because sure. it's yeah. more of something I just don't understand. Yeah, I have one friend who is <laughs> amazing. Shout out to Anthony Donovan in, in Jacksonville, Florida. Great guy, loves God. Has has blessed me in dozens and dozens of times he only pray, he it's always papa yeah every single every single prayer and he's is, and he's probably just fulfilling what he thinks is, is in the Sermon on the Mount in Luke 11 which is when you pray say our father yeah and i don't even think for him it's as much of like i um, it's more of like his relationship with his dad and whatever and like papa is very yeah, yeah. special to him so he sure. that just every prayer starts it's very quiet for Papa, it is—it's so sweet. I,
1: I literally love it. So you're trying to say, actually, in a subtle way, in a nice way, you're trying to say when someone says "papa," it really bugs you.
0: Well, what I'm saying is, it's is like—but you know, it's sincere for your friend. No, I, I actually don't mm. mind the "papa" thing. Some people, it's, it's some people would think it's cringe. I, I think Listen, it's sweet. I'm not gonna lie. The first several
1: times I heard someone say "papa," I do. I was, it took me a lot not to laugh. I mean, like. Even still sometimes, when I know the person well and I'm like that is that you you know <laughs> they like start off by saying that yeah there, there's like it's, it's a little cringe to me, but that's just it's to me and I have to get over myself and I but, mess, like, but, my flesh but it's and, also
0: it, it is actually sweet for him when you know yes. his dynamics with his dad and different things. it's like I'm like that is like amazing that' Dude, you're, that you're going
1: well there. and that's funny you're saying that like listen uh, there's no doubt for me I have I'm a, I have a, I have cynicism and evil in my heart so yeah. I do find it cringy and I have to like get over myself and that sometimes. What I what I love though is like when Jesus says our Father and like whether you know he spoke it in the Aramaic or Greek or Hebrew. I think I probably lean towards Hebrew in some of these things at some of these points, but mm-hmm. um, I do think there's an element of Abba and it, it you know it's sweet. Man, I remember walking the streets of Jerusalem, right? And I remember hearing those little Jewish kids going Abba, Abba, like that is so and that was so clear to me. and I was yeah. like, oh, that's so sweet. They're like Abba, Abba, yeah. And when Jesus comes on the scene and says, "Pray our Abba, like our Father," like man, yes. that. That yeah. truly is like, that's a huge shift in Israel's history
0: it is. to addressing
1: God as Father. And that, so that yeah. Papa thing or that Abba thing, or that is a huge monumental shift that we cannot deny or diminish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the
0: English language, I struggle with it sometimes when... Actually, actually Tim, Tim Keller has an amazing sermon about that Abba Father, and he goes into depth. But essentially, his point is that those two words combined actually covers the breadth of of everything that's intended with how God wants to relate to mm-hmm. us. The Abba is the total childlike dependency mm-hmm. where it's almost like baby talk. Abba, da, da, ba, la, <laughs> la, Like, you know, it's, it's that primitive, literally baby talk. And are then, you making fun of the Hebrew language right now? A little bit. <laughs> Don't you do that? But it's actually funny because Abba, yeah. I mean, yeah. every language has a version of what does it sound like? The first thing that a baby does. Sure. It's some yeah. kind of two syllable. Da, da, yeah, yeah. Abba, yeah. something like that. And so it, keller was making that point like there's that that just like you're the first thing i'm seeing Mm -hmm. i'm hungry Mm -hmm. i'm totally dependent on like a baby and then father is is uh he explains like that word it is he's like it's more it's very um respect there's honor and honor yeah exactly and that but to say abba father it's like both and basically yeah. that's, but, oh sorry Go no that's interesting i mean yeah i guess i want you to finish your thought on the crazy okay. thing yeah yeah no so so what i was saying uh-huh. is is that i have like so anthony who I, who I called out for that i
1: love that you said his name you could have just said a friend but you, you, it's no but I but, I but i
0: but I'm, I'm i'm saying his name because i i'm not i'm not it's not actually a negative thing for i know me. It, it's yeah. actually like something that i'm like I, it's like i think it's special sweet. yeah it's yeah, yeah. For, yeah yeah um But then I have other people that, you know, and I think we both do, and probably a large percentage where it's like, it's basically just praying to Jesus, which is actually different than jesus saying pray this way to the father so i mm. guess in some ways i'm raising that question this, it's, this is this is maybe no
1: i think it's i think it's a phenomenal question that i'm not sure if i'm fully you know it's like ready for in some ways i do think yeah. we do when jesus says when they say jesus teach us how to pray like teach us mm. and he says okay again our father in heaven now by the way there's a couple of things um I, I think it's amazing that he's showing that prayer is communal Like Mm. the fact that the first word is our. Yeah. You know, you don't really pray our unless you're with someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, for me to say our father when I'm by myself, maybe he meant that, but that also sounds, maybe it's to remind me that there's other people, but Mm -hmm. I think that it's meant to be with other people. Like I think that, and here's the thing Jesus also just said before that, like about praying in secret, you know, in a a secret place. Mm. So there's this element to me of like, we need to pray alone, but we need to pray. And I think, like you said, like, that maybe does separate us in some ways. Like Christians, a lot of times, pray together. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying other religions don't pray together, but mm-hmm. you do see there's a huge like, emphasis on
0: praying privately. And even um, if you are praying privately, I still think you can pray our Father. I'm not saying you can't. But, I'm just I'm just but, saying, like, I think that... No, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with you by saying, like, we obviously are supposed to pray communally, but even in the secret place, there's a sense of God doesn't stop being the God of all of your brothers and absolutely. sisters. He's still... Our father, even if I'm, you know what I'm saying? Of course. There's still that reminder that I
1: have, you know, the f- faith everywhere, like family everywhere. But I, I do think there's an element of like, <laughs> like we should pray together. But anyways, I think our father, I think he is showing us like you're, this is directed to the father. You're coming in my name. This is why you have access. Um, and I think like we're supposed to pray with the Holy Spirit in the Holy Spirit. So I think the Trinity's involved in prayer. But it's interesting, Stephen, when he's being stoned, what did he pray he said, "Jesus, like Lord Jesus, um, receive my spirit." You know, so he hmm. actually is like, and he sees Jesus at the right hand of the Father standing. You know, it's like the last, and it's crazy that he, that the author of Acts, like Luke, wrote that. Hmm. Did did Luke see Jesus standing? Did he did he say, oh, "I see Jesus standing"? You know, but he sees Jesus standing, and he says, "Lord Jesus," like he's that's prayer. He's talking to God. Hmm. Jesus is God. Um, God the Father is God. God the Spirit is God. So he's he's talking <laughs> to God, and he's saying jesus lord jesus receive my spirit Hmm. and that so we do see an element of like a a short quick prayer to jesus Hmm. now he did see him he was just talking to him yeah (laughs) but there is that element of prayer there yeah so you know i don't by the way i don't know if that's answering the question like i don't think it's wrong to necessarily to pray to jesus or it's wrong to pray to, to the holy spirit but i do think that jesus does say like okay you want me to teach you Mm-hmm. you know our father now that's probably just a different, a different thought we can that but yeah um, well, well my, my keep...
0: question was like does like <clears throat> there might not be a clear answer to this but is there anything different about jesus before his death burial and resurrection compared to him after obviously the answer is yes in in the sense that because of all that he becomes the name above all names right but as it relates to this question does the way that jesus um. Not ch- Jesus didn't change, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like Jesus. Hmm. Does does is I guess my question is: Would it be ridiculous to pray to the Lamb before he was slain, but not so ridiculous to pray to him after he was?
1: I guess I haven't put too much thought in it cause I've never lived in that period and no one who's alive now has lived in that period. Yeah. So I don't know if I've put too much thought. If, okay. the, if the disciples said, Hey Jesus, I'm going to talk to you like God, I'm going to pray to you, Jesus. Um, so you're, if you're implying like maybe that's why he was pointing to the father. Cause like, Hey guys, I'm not ready yet to be prayed to. I don't know if that's it either though. Yeah. Um, so but I, I really have no yeah i have no dog in the race i, I mean just... to me does, to me we live in the area where yes we live but obviously jesus is eternal he, he did not his life did not begin when he was born of a virgin mm-hmm. um he's right. always been self-existent right um but at the same time, we live in this area where we actually have the teachings of Jesus and he's like, hey, when you pray mm-hmm. and take the things I've taught you and teach them to others, mm-hmm. right? So the disciples were to continue that, mm-hmm. teach them to observe all the things I've commanded you. Yeah. And I've commanded you to pray to our father. In heaven. Right, right. So right. I, I think that that is being passed on to us through disciples, through, yeah. G- through Jesus. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I, anyways, I don't know if there's a huge, um, again, is it quote unquote wrong? Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say wrong. Mm-hmm. I would just say Jesus gave us a teaching on how to pray. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> So our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, I think there's some, we can, and I, we almost could spend some time walking through this, but yeah. I don't know how much time we want to get into that. But um, there, there is something beautiful about he is our father. He is in heaven. So that, I think that is where that balance comes in of like, he's father, he's accessible, but he's, don't forget where he is. Mm-hmm. Don't forget here I am on earth. I'll let my words be few. You're in heaven. yeah. And heaven again, is not just distance, mm-hmm. um, but you're in a pl- category all unto yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's, that I think is an element to it, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted to uh, not to, because a part of me wants to have fun with this because Jesus called out just like an obnoxious things that were happening with prayer in his day. And then to me, there's, there are some things I feel like in the church, where I'm just like, I just, I really want us to mature out of things. Like, and simple things are like, when you just see someone say, dear Jesus, or father, thank you for this day. And like, you, there's some of those things where it's like, Hey, why are you even saying that? Like, mm-hmm. I, I do think we should, you know, not just be like robots, like the vain repetition, like. We kind of do just do that. I'm not gonna you know, like shun you if you start off your prayer by saying thank you for this day and be mm-hmm. like I can't believe you do that, you baby Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure. mm-hmm. I think there's also pride and ego in that. However,
0: how dare you think of for
1: that? Day. Like I, I do remember, like even just like I don't know, as my kids grow, I want them to break some of those like bad habits mm-hmm. of just like hey, why do you say that? like be just be thoughtful. You know, maybe slow down. Maybe just be. Like, I don't need to just go thank you for this. Day. Like it's not some opening letter that you're writing to someone like from a far off Like. Just like no, go ahead, like go for Mm -hmm. it, you know. And I don't know. So that's one that just, or I always love um, what that really gets to me. No, I'm just being honest. Is when someone is like, "Hey, Father, we come before you humbly right now," and I'm always like, "Do you come like? How do you know you come humbly? Like, are you really coming humbly? Like, that's a pretty, that's like an arrogant thing to say. We come humbly. I don't know if I come humbly. I probably come angrily. I probably come tiredly. I probably come. Yeah. But I just laugh when it's like we're so humble right now and that's how we come to you I don't know why that one just yeah and maybe this is just me and I'm revealing my evil heart that I, I hear these <laughs> I hear these things being said and I'm like whoa that's impressive that you come humbly like every time yeah <laughs> we pray, I don't know sorry those are some that like just, no that's funny Oh, we just come so humbly and I'm like
0: wow <laughs> that's I, I've never interpreted that that way because my heart is far less <laughs> ah! <cruel>. oh, <laughs> just it's, kidding it's probably true it's probably true though no, no I, I, I can see that emphasis being placed on the on the the one who is so humble instead of like what I think maybe someone could mean by it, which is like. I know. Maybe like, it's my experience has been with the same people over and over again. And yeah. I'm like, hey, every time you come humbly, that's
1: really impressive. Yeah. It's probably more me revealing my cynical heart. It is I again, your most humble servant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
0: that's what I'm saying. Like,
1: yeah. it feels that way. Like, hey, we come so humbly before you right now. Like,
0: how do you know that? Like, yeah. you know. You're- well, the, there, you know what's interesting is there. What, what Kind of like, wait, well, I mean, okay, hold on. <laughs> couple cu- couple thoughts all at once. Um, Jesus places a very, uh, he places a premium on what is done in secret, mm-hmm. like we already talked about. But I, I think that kind of like what you were saying, like if someone doesn't actually have a prayer life and then they're tasked with praying in public, I think that maybe that's where some of the like blunders. Yeah, blunders or even just like the formalities mm-hmm. of the thing. and the things. And then like kind of the pressure. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. the weird pressure in the church was like, oh, you know. There's definitely that early We're going on, around right? like the circle and like everyone, it 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 almost feels, it can at times feel almost yeah. like a speech class or something. We're like, oh, like I, I remember like oh, like a long so time true. ago in it's high so school true. before. and and But this is the point I'm trying to highlight is like before I actually... Had any kind of prayer life, but then was asked to pray in a public Mm -hmm. place. I remember that feeling, like in high school, of like being judged. Yeah, and just kind of feeling like, okay, like there's three more people, and tell and tell me like what (laughs) like what topics have been talked about? What topics should I talk about? You know, like kind of having this whole like thing going on in my mind Mm -hmm. of like I don't want to sound like an idiot because Mm -hmm. you know she's right over there, Mm -hmm. and you know just this whole thing where it's like it's it's. performative is the yeah. word that I'm looking for.
1: I think. No, it's so true. There's definitely, a and it's weird because, um, man, I, when you, when people I love who like, maybe you're spending time with and you're, you're helping them grow in their faith and whatever, you know? And I'm like, Hey, will you pray like for us? Like if we're about to have a premarital counseling or if we're about to, you know, now uh, I'm nervous it. to pray around you, by the way. <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> no, but I try to like, you know, it's funny whenever people show hesitancy, like I really want to like put them at peace and be like, listen, like, yeah, I, I don't care. like. Talk to him like you would me. Like yeah. there is, and, and there is that because I do. I remember, like I remember Dylan, the, you know, the guy that we had the podcast prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the first time praying like with him because he's like, "Oh, just I don't want to pray." And it's funny because like he doesn't say that now. He doesn't think about that now. Mm-hmm. I really don't think he cares about what I care about. Which I like. It's so cool to see him like be discipled out of that or mature out of that, whatever you want to call. It. Like mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. cool to see him go. I had these thoughts. I had these concerns. I had these social peer pressure things mm-hmm. that I created because in reality, like. When you're around someone who loves Jesus and when you're around other believers for like people who've been walking to the Lord for a while, Mm -hmm. they don't care what you sound like. They don't care if you mess up. It's kind of like also so early on, you're just like, I'm just happy you're praying. Like that's literally the only emotion I have. If someone's ever nervous, I'm like, I just, uh, listen, you're talking to God and he cannot wait to hear from you. Like, I don't care what you sound like or how formal, in some ways too, like I, I want to get better at getting back to being that childlike, like less effective for, like, part of me just wants to be like, Father, just, I love you. I love you. How are you? How are you today? Like, even yeah. when you talk to God like that, like, I, I know you're good yeah. always, but, um, you know, just sometimes, like, I don't know. I just want people to be freed from some weird social pressure they
0: have. I, I agree so much. I, I love, man, like, even actually in the morning before church on, like, days that I am part of, like, the service of, exchange, of the exchange, and we do, like, that prayer time, mm-hmm. I love... I love that time so much cuz you you basically just got to get to hear different people's mm-hmm. like perspective hey, yes. and, and heart on things and it's so it is actually like it does reveal much, right? And it, it does. Yeah, and it can really bless you. Like yes. it's like I'm not saying anything no. but just hearing this person's heart and and like even just how they're talking to God is is making me like either a like desire more of that like like one mm-hmm. you know seeing some closeness or some dynamic and being like oh that's so cool like yes, I like I, I love that. that I want yes. that um or, or even just um just the way that you pray with people as they're saying things like I, th- I really think it's the Holy Spirit connecting people th- together mm-hmm. in prayer and you you ha- you there sort of is like that yes and amen thing and like so- someone will touch on something like, oh my gosh I'm so happy that they said that mm-hmm. or like that like there's a feeling of just being like dialed in with people and like um there, there's just a specialness to like praying in, in, in a group of people yes um and i do, forgot where i was going with do, that. You have, <laughs> one, do you have anyone in mind like because i'm yes you do? Know, I, 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 i'm not gonna say the name but like why not
1: <laughs> no no the reason why i'm bringing it up is like probably the most beautiful prayer thing i, I don't want to say like prayer time because i but the most beautiful prayer i've like ever heard was this young woman um, who I worked with when I was a janitor, like mm-hmm. she also was a janitor actually, um, and she was a daughter of a pastor. But we had like this prayer time with like eight people or something, and I just remember her pra- it, like her prayer like struck me, hmm. and it sounded just like someone who came out of this this amazing like time with the Lord and was like just like we sh- we just started our day kind of a thing, and she just came out like it seemed like she just kind of invited us into what she just left, hmm. and it was dude, it was, it was so cool. Like, and then when someone else prayed after, I was like, why are you even praying right now? Like, like, I almost wanted to end on, Mm -hmm. like, there's no other word, you know, it's one of those things. And it was like a, like a kid, like she was probably 16, 17. I remember like, that was the most beautiful prayer. And it's funny, that so struck me. And I was like, I want that. (laughs) I want that like intimacy. I want that clarity, sincerity, but like, I just also wanted that, like, just, I don't know. It just
0: felt so like, I know you, like, I know my best friend. There there was a book that I read. I cannot remember the name of it. I think, oh man, I cannot remember the name of it. But it was it was uh, uh, written by this guy who um, lived in I think it was Lebanon and has mm. this really amazing ministry to um, Islam. Mm. And he like through his his marriage and his family and his college. uh, He's a professor at a college there. He's a Christian guy. He's a missionary. And, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Muslims have come to Christ through, like, what he's doing. And he describes—he's like, I—because oh, hospitality is huge in the Middle East. He's like, mm-hmm. I always try to um, get, just be as hospitable as possible and just, like, lavish, like, love on people. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I also—I also just decided—in um, the book he's writing this—and he's like, I just decided that, like, we have to— um, like our family can't, can't uh, hide from them how we are. So he's like, so at dinner time, the family's there. And whether we have a guest, what, what, some Muslim college mm-hmm. student or whatever, or whether it's just us, like I pray the same in either way. And he said, right. basically looking back at 20 years, the amount of people who years later would come up to me and they would say it actually wasn't the books that you had me reading or even the conversations that we had, it was like seeing the way that you Mm. and your family pray (laughs) together Mm -hmm. and the way that you talk to God. um, He's like, you can't fake that. Or, you know, he's like the students would basically say like, we don't do that. Mm. (laughs) Like, we don't even know what that is. The way that your family is connected together around God and in prayer and in worship, what basically was the most attractive thing that we were like, they, they saw that there was something that was possessed that they did not have and that mm-hmm. they wanted to have. So, in a weird way, prayer—it's—it is like, it can be—it can be a, a min. Oh, dude! It's—I think
1: effective evangelism. Yeah, I—I I, I think when you are when you like, I don't know, this can happen like at an airport. Or this can happen like with a neighbor. <clears throat> where like you're talking to someone, they start opening up and like expressing some terrible things or something they're going through, mm-hmm. and you're like, like you're like listening, listening, and you don't offer advice. and if you're just like, can I just pray with you? Like, yeah. I, this sounds heavy. I would love to pray for you. And a lot of times, most people won't be like, no. <laughs> most of like, uh, sure. You Notice know that means like, I'm just. You gonna, have to like, be really jaded to be like, no, no. I know. Pray for me. Yeah, exactly. And so when you do do that, like, let's say it's a neighbor and they're just like open up to you and you pray for them. I do think that is probably the most effective evangelism you can have in that moment because you're like you i actually care for you i actually want to go before god with you and for mm-hmm. you i'm not just like listening to you but like, can i tell you the gospel and how this will be the solution because you're almost like no i'm actually hearing you and i'm going to go to the solution yeah
0: and you're gonna you're gonna hear me talk to the the solution yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna talk to the solution right now it's um, it's incredibly proud that that's the story i was telling you before we started recording at the garden tomb mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. i started we I, he's like so what's going on you know uh, whatever and then we and i kind of started telling him there was a christian guy who prayed over brandon but, yeah there was yeah, a, a amazing taiwanese pastor who happened to be at the garden tomb mm-hmm. in jerusalem at the same time as me and monica and i was sitting there having a moment to myself and looking at the tomb and whatever and he came and sat next to me and we got to talking and exactly what you just said he goes I ended up opening up to him about some really deep stuff, and and that, that I'm going through, that we're going through, and he just paused thoughtfully, and exactly what he said. Can I pray for you? <clears throat> and that turned into like an hour long thing where then his wife came and they just they basically just prayed for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is the simplest way to put it that the Holy Spirit was for sure moving, and there was different, you know, things going on in, in the movement mm-hmm. of the Spirit, but essentially. It was like all of a sudden, this one man, and then his wife, and then basically his family was just gathered around us and and laying their hands on us and praying for us. And it, I haven't been blessed like that in a long time. Like it was, it was a sweet. incredibly sweet thing. And, and Monica and I were both just like crying mm. and crying and crying, and um, not because we were sad, but because we were just overwhelmed by ultimately God's love, but mm-hmm. through this random Taiwanese family and through that and reflecting on that i i feel like god really revealed to me like this is the difference between christians and and that because i was thinking so uh, that whole trip i'm like thinking about judaism and islam and christianity and i'm like really trying to analyze and understand like because i'm anyway that's a whole other thing but yeah. there's so much overlap you look you look into people's eyes and you're like you're not a bad person you just believe lies hmm. and i and i had that moment so many times like you're 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 not i mean we're all bad people hmm. on a theological level but like sure. you're not i had the thought so many times like you're not that unlike me mm-hmm. it's just it's just that you don't know the truth and um and it's not a matter of just arguing these arguing and, and comparing notes and it's not a math equation that we that we solve when we're doing evangelism and those guys um when i was at the garden to tomb like unlocked that in my mind and i was like this is I th- part of at least what paul is talking about when he says not with lofty language but with demonstrations of power Mm -hmm. and that's what they did. And it wasn't like a big sign Mm -hmm. or wonder or miracle, but it was definitely a demonstration of power. It was something that we were like, they through their prayer power is being uh, like unlocked and released. And, and, and why are we both just like sobbing?
1: Dude, I, I, I fully agree. I think some of the most powerful ministry moments I've had in my life have happened during prayer. Yeah, with others, mm-hmm. I think that the demonstration and power of the spirit you're describing, like I, there's a few moments, maybe when talking to someone one-on-one, you're like, wow, the Holy spirit's really at work. But hmm. I, I really think some of the most powerful, like even, you know, I have like in mind this one young girl on a mission trip that we took, you know, my wife was there, a ton of, uh, youth were there. And I think a young, really like suicidal, hmm. bad place, abused physically, uh, She's in a terrible. I've, it was during like a prayer session for her, on the trip, that I feel like, I feel like years of healing took place in a moment. Hmm. You know what I mean? Where and I can't. Th- that does not always happen. You know that is not a that is not a like a everyday thing. Mm-hmm. And I still think obviously I'm not trying to disregard the years of healing. Like people still need years of healing. I'm not saying she was like solved or you know. Mm-hmm. But I, you know how like there are moments where listen the lord most i think more often than not does work in us over time and it's slow and it's methodical and it's sanctification mm-hmm. but there obviously are moments where god comes down and intervenes and like a lot of healing can take place in mm-hmm. a moment mm-hmm. and we all want to be zapped in a sense that's not always the case but yeah when you get to see that for someone else or be a part of that or like go oh my goodness like and then you know it's almost like i they like feel like they had a spiritual bath. it's almost like it's, it's almost like a born again moment again. Some, or maybe it was the first time, but there's mm-hmm. almost like those moments where like, you're like, whoa. And they're like, I feel that the weight of this abuse or trauma, or I, and then you talk to them a week later and it's like, I'm still walking in that. I, I, mm-hmm. I, the prison doors opened and I walked out. Yeah. And I think that the most powerful, again, moments I've been a part of have been prayer related there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Even if there's ever been like a, um, you know, a time where you share the gospel with someone, let's say they, <laughs> they get saved, that was usually prayer before and after by someone else or mm-hmm. you know, like that all of those moments I've been through, been a part of that's been like
0: breakthrough related, it's always been prayer related. Yeah. You know, um which which is a, a really interesting thing because just to kind of in, in some ways kind of recap, like we've we've talked about um prayer is fundamentally talking to god talking with god it's very personal it's it's the the individual and their creator on 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 one level it's also the body of christ you know collectively but then you also prayer is also praying for other people it's also like a tool a a outward facing Mm -hmm. thing that's part of evangelism absolutely intercession intercession yeah Mm -hmm. um in fact there's probably some I, i didn't look anything up but there's probably some like list or resource that would like kind of define like the various types of prayer yeah like i mean so petition, I, intercession absolutely i mean i think we can do that right like there's like acts is a classic one like adoration
1: confession thanksgiving yeah um, supplication which means specific prayers i mean there, there's so many different things so that's acts and mm-hmm. that that I, that's been helpful for me at times when i'm like young or not i don't want to say young It's <laughs> I not mean, so naive like, I still use that. There are times mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't know what to pray for. Let me go back to like, let me just adore God and thank Him and mm-hmm. praise Him and let me confess sin and let me thank Him. John Corson wrote this little book called Praying Through the Tabernacle mm-hmm. that like I honestly cannot recommend enough. It's a tiny little book, but he, um, maybe you can, I don't know if you want to pull it up, but he basically looks at the tabernacle as a layout mm-hmm. of like how to pray. So for example, like before you can like enter into the, you know, the tabernacle is where you met with God. It was like a portable temple. Mm -hmm. So the tabernacle is a portable temple. It goes where the people go. That's actually a really cool thought to me. That is. Like, and I want to, actually we're talking about this this weekend a little bit, but wherever the people are, I am. Mm -hmm. And it's going with the people, which is so cool. Yeah. So um, he basically says, you know, you have like a, basically like a wall. It's been there. Like it's kind of like a tent wall. Mm -hmm. But he says, we enter into his courts, like the court of the tabernacle, Mm with thanksgiving we enter his gates with praise and so he, he starts with thanksgiving and praise hmm. and then you get him to this bronze and labor where the priest would wash up essentially like clean himself before he preferred the the acts of service so the bronze labor is like bronze is usually judgment and there's water so it's the idea is like confession it's like my sins need to be take dealt with so anyways he has this whole thing of like looking at the, and like sh, the table of showbread in the holy place is like hmm. praying for your needs god give us a day our daily bread and it's really cool like the candlestick like they awesome. can be the light to, so um, then he has like intercession praying for others. Cause like you want to be a light to the world. So there's all these little things, apart of the tabernacle that he looks at and hmm. says, these are like seven things or you can, or ways you can like pray. Hmm. Um, and we've actually done a lot of prayer meetings used, using his kind of grid. Um, because it's, it's like, man, when you actually think about this, if you do five minutes on just only thanking him for what he's done, then only praising him for who he is, and then only confessing sin. And then you're praying for others. Um, and then you're praying for your needs. It's okay to ask for your prayer for your needs. And then, you know, you're... Um, I forget some of the other ones. Uh, supplication might just be specific prayers. Just ha- what's specific that you're like. You need it. A- it could be specific in any realm, in any mm-hmm. topic. Um, and so you have these... It was so beautiful because you're like, oh my gosh, I just took seven things for five minutes and prayed for 35 minutes and it flew by. Hmm. And it almost made prayer like... That was really easy. Like I didn't... I didn't realize how i could pray for 30 minutes and make it fly by um so there's some of them some of those moments that are incredible but i mean there's definitely things out there i mean um you know and i think there's some resources out there chuck smith wrote a book on prayer that i loved that really helped form my prayer life and i, I don't know if you're asking because like we want to give resources we want to help yeah, I, like i think i think
0: so and even just to you know i, I don't want to only shoot from the hip like if there is a uh, like you mentioned even the axe thing like mm-hmm. that's cool you know i just mm-hmm. i want to just leave the listener with a at least the, some basic pillars or like the historically christians have understood that and i think we're probably getting at it right Like there's the personal there's the corporate there's the mm-hmm. outward facing but then even within those there's what you're saying of like how, like and even the lord's prayer is a similar yes, thing absolutely in, in terms of um, it not just being to- totally random. There's some sense of, no, no. I, w- I would actually say like, I would
1: encourage everyone to mm-hmm. take the Lord's prayer and break it up yourself. Mm-hmm. So like, look at like our father in heaven. So like I, I wrote some down and I think it's Weersby who helped this and I tried to craft it my way. I don't remember. I, this is so long ago. I have some notes on this. Mm-hmm. Like in my Bible I wrote, so our father in heaven, I wrote God's purpose or God's person, our father, our God's person, um, in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come God's purpose your kingdom come mm. your will be done um give us this day our daily bread and about god's provision forgive us our debts as we forgive our god's pardon um lead us not into temptation deliver us god's protection um for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory god's preeminence mm. so like for and it's like p words right but like it's fun it's actually there's another, and then there's another way i tried to write it but like if you look at the um and the reason why i'm bringing this up is if you look at when jesus when the disciples say teach us how to pray and jesus repeats the prayer from the sermon on the mount and there's obviously a structure to it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's worshiping God in a sense right away. Hallowed be your name. Like it begins with that praise, that Thanksgiving in a sense. It begins mm-hmm. with that like adoration, like you are God, you're mm-hmm. in So it has like some structure to it. And I'd say rather than even like me saying, you know, acts, adoration, confession, like rather than me giving like some of those things, I would say, go back to the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. you know, read when Jesus describing how to pray You know find in a sense maybe you're like oh i see this like layout or structure and maybe then like okay i'm gonna spend some time praying for god's will to be done like god's purpose yeah and and i'd say like that actually has really helped me still helps me like all the time like i'll just try to put the lord's prayer in my own words sometimes Mm -hmm. you know like it's crazy how the lord's prayer and it's funny how we call it that it's actually the disciples prayer Mm -hmm. but it's crazy how that prayer to me, I mean, still has so much meaning and beauty and weight. And like we can and probably should pray that. Um, And if we should pray it, not mindlessly, but really thinking on each word or the Mm -hmm. thought. So if you're like, how do I pray? I would say, how do you pray? Start with the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. Like start there and put it into your own words. Yeah, that's really good. You know, that has been so helpful for
0: me. Yeah. I don't know if you have ever like a go-to thing that you use. I I kind of don't, but I, I did want to add something um, this is one of my like ultimate, like my ultimate spiritual fantasy, if you will, with this podcast (laughs) is that some random person in a different corner of the internet stumbles across who doesn't know God at all. And maybe even has incredibly negative Mm. ideas about what Christians are, what Christians believe. And the challenge I would give is just pray to God, um, as he is described in the Bible, begin with read the book of John and get a basic understanding of who God is according to the Bible and then pray to that God for, let's say do 10 prayers. Okay. You know, <laughs> just give it a try uh-huh. and, and and see what happens. And that's, that's kind of a, in some ways I'm saying that a little bit tongue in cheek, but the reason I say that is because prayer is maybe thought about or talked about and and less often actually done Mm -hmm. and and in particular obviously with with um, unbelieving people or people who have church baggage or whatever and I just have I just again I have that desire I'm just like pray like Mm -hmm. just even if the prayer is is literally this is ridiculous I don't believe in you and I and you need to do you know Show, show yourself to me in some way if I'm expected to believe these things. Like even a prayer like that that's like, oh, it's a little bit getting a little dicey, getting mm. a little, you know, it's like it's in my opinion, it's like better than complete closedness to to God. so that that's my challenge for the random person on the internet is read the book of John and pray to that person. Mm-hmm. i would I would agree okay. and say,
1: it's super necessary when you do this. Read Hebrews eleven verse one through three, mm. because um, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But He says, "Whoever comes to Me must believe that He is, mm-hmm. and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him." So, I've I've been around like people or atheists who are like kind of you know flippantly like will do what you just. Well, said. I prayed. Yeah. I did it ten times. I did it. I did it. But like you must believe that he is, and Hebrews eleven is based off faith. Like when you come to him, mm-hmm. you actually must believe he is. He is what he, he is. Mm-hmm. He he exists. He is who he claims to be. Who he says you must so come in faith because mm-hmm. and and believe that he will reward that faith. Mm-hmm. That's what the author is saying. Whoever comes to him and believes that he is and that he is a reward of those who will diligently seek him. Yeah, like that is that element of faith. So. I would say, come not like, come with true expectation that He will reward those who diligently seek Him. Um, I think this conversation is not over in some ways because I would love to do more on this because mm-hmm. I, when I look at prayer, I go, "Dude, the church was birthed in prayer. As they prayed, the Holy Spirit fell on them." Yeah, they, it says the next two after that they devoted themselves to prayer. Mm-hmm. They're praying for Peter to get released. Peter's released from prison, and he shows up at their front door and they don't even believe he's there mm-hmm. they go back to praying for him to be released from prison like like they are praying and that even when their prayers answered they had doubt mm-hmm. you know that that is so encouraging to me yeah and i'm just trying to bring up like obviously because so, i almost wanted to ask if you didn't get to like why pray why does it even work we didn't even get to that but i, I think know. like we got to look at acts we got to look at our, the the george Buellers who's prayed for bread prayed for milk mm-hmm. and the truck outside broke down a milk truck and they go i have all yeah. this milk it's gonna go bad here you go like and it's like do, do we really believe it's just a coincidence would it, the milk truck have broke down like the, yeah. p- the point being like oh, there's there's hundreds of thousands <laughs> of different that. stories like that of answered prayer yes and I, I part of me is like we didn't even get to because sometimes prayer can get exhausting when you're like but why isn't it working, quote unquote? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe that's a part of that because I don't know if I want all my prayers to work. <laughs> my my prayers all yeah. working
0: might be to my detriment. I, I love that again. I, I know I referenced Keller earlier, but he he has a great quote on that where he says he's like in my twenties and thirties, probably you know 20 percent of the things that i asked god for had he given to them them to me would have been good for me he's like now i'm in my you know 60s and maybe that number is up to 30 percent you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's the same point of like we ex- there's an arrogance in expecting that everything that we asked for would be good for us if we got it it'd be it'd be awful mm-hmm. if we for some of these things and we probably wouldn't be ready but my, my
1: point of it is like don't lose heart in that actually be <laughs> grateful Like, okay god did not and you go but i don't get this prayer is not selfish it's helping someone or they're going through cancer why would god like still sit on that and wait and it doesn't even mean he's not going to do it mm-hmm. um or if that has passed
0: you know there's that element of now in prayer seek out why why did that and and don't come to god as a genie um be thank be thankful and 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 all things basically but also be patient because i i just realized like two weeks ago that some prayers that I was praying like all, like every single day for six months like really intense prayers and then honestly just sadly human nature then that like tapered off mm-hmm. to then like ah oh, like well if it's gonna happen it isn't and if it isn't it isn't and like I basically have in, in that those particular prayers proved to be like unfaithful or like um not steadfast mm-hmm. like I faded out mm-hmm. on it and I started thinking about other things. And just a few weeks ago, I realized that one of those big ones got answered mm-hmm. in a, in a completely clear way, mm-hmm. um, re- relating to someone that I love getting over an addiction, mm-hmm. and uh, that that really blew my mind. Where I I feel like, um, like the Holy Spirit kind of <laughs> showed me that mm-hmm. he's he's like, yeah, you stopped really, really like petitioning about this and like you stopped being broken over this like four years ago but i never stopped being broken Mm, over this and and you kind of lost your steadfastness i did not yeah and and that's what that's the other thing that we have to realize is like it's it's not about us doing a magic trick to create the outcome that we want it's it's like when we're like you said he will he will answer what is according to his will and obviously like that what and like we know we know what we know that his will is, is good and that he and that he makes beautiful things out of out of people. That his ultimate goal is to shape people into the image of Christ and to set people free of shackles and and to give people life everlasting. Like we know hmm. that the things that God wants for us are good. So when we pray in alignment with that with that good, wow. we know that like whether now or or later, like we can have a confidence that like ultimately he's not gonna um stop until the work that he has begun is mm. c- is completed i think it's a great reminder that god is more
1: patient and more enduring and more caring for the particular thing i have on my mind than i am and i think that sometimes i i assume god's indifferent because it's not he's not doing it when i want and how i want when in reality i have to like i have to give it over and say lord i know you care more for this than i do and i Forgive me for even assuming you're you're some god who sits in these clouds, kind of clear, careless and flipping. Because mm-hmm. that is not how you've ever you came to us. Mm-hmm. You've always initiated, and so how dare I for a second think that you don't care about this? And I think sometimes prayer, even is just course correction in our own mind, in our own heart, where God's like, when we come to Him, I think so often it's like my I realize those things that meant so much to me and were taking up so much of my anxiety and my headspace. Mm-hmm. The Lord's like, don't you realize that I've I'm, I'm here and I care way more than you, um, way more than you ever could care for this. I've cared for this. And sometimes it's not even like him doing it how I want or when I want. It's him just shaping my perspective on it to begin with. And what you said is, I think of like losing heart. There's a, a verse in Luke 18 where it says, Jesus gave this parable to them that men ought to always pray and not lose heart. And then he gives this parable. But I think it's fascinating that the, the commentator is saying, He gave this parable that meant not to always pray and not lose heart. And he connected Mm -hmm. prayer and losing heart. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Jesus has a parable in mind for that. Mm -hmm. And just the idea of like, yeah, because it is really easy to lose heart when it, and it's, we're so, we're so, man, it's crazy how much, like we're quitters, man. (laughs) Like it's crazy how for three weeks or three days or three hours or three minutes of praying for someone, like he, did he do it yet? Yeah, Um, exactly. And man, we got to not lose heart and we got to pray in faith. Like there is this element of like, ask with this mindset that believing you will receive it i mean it's elijah praying for that cloud and looking up seven times Mm -hmm. and like is it here yet is it here yet is it here yet Mm -hmm. um what if he stopped at five what if he stopped at six like regardless of the number yeah the consistency the the persistence yeah i'm gonna keep it going um and i don't know like well why does god make us is he trying to make us beg no he's a father who wants us to talk to him and go to and like go to him again and again and maybe even as we go to him the third or fourth we we'll go realize that like maybe this isn't something i i should maybe i should be asking for his will versus this thing or or no no i actually need to double down i need to keep going like your mm-hmm. friend situation like no i need to keep going i need to not give up on this idea or whatever it might be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i don't know when i look at prayer i see people pray in faith i see them pray expectantly i see them pray honestly um i see them pray consistently um, I, there's so many things we need to attach prayer to, hmm. um, and I see them pray and not always expect And like with Peter and Acts and mm-hmm. the prison doors being opened and him showed up at their front door, yeah. and yet God
0: answered their prayer. And like that, that, that that's that's a great point. And our card only has five minutes, unfortunately, so we have <laughs> we have to land the plane. Yeah, but um, that is a great point. And I remember like in particular on the Africa trek because there was there is such a there is such a um overt supernaturalism that exists in african culture and the witch doctors are up to it and the the christian pastors are up to it and it's just a it's a different whole different game over there but i remember i remember very much feeling the sense of like like as if as if miracles were magic mm-hmm. that with enough faith i can do this thing and i remember there was just a number of different um stories I could tell which just God used to completely debunk that idea Mm. and and just to be like like you just be obedient Mm. and I I do miracles you do not do miracles I heal you do not heal um I answer prayer like all like all that we do and and really and the other thing that I realized is like even the desire for some change to happen is a desire from God. A desire for an addiction to stop is a desire from God. Like the the desires that we have, if we can look and say, like, okay, these that's not like God. Like, make me you know rich and famous. Like, that's that's not a mm-hmm. um, sure like a necessarily healthy. That's James
1: Four. You're asking you're asking for f- selfish reasons, you're, right? That means you're asking to miss. Yeah, it's not
0: going to happen. But if you're asking for something that. That does clearly align with the direction that he's moving um, in his kingdom. You mm-hmm. know, like for example, um, if you have a loved one that's caught in an addiction, you don't have to question like, "Oh God, do you want to keep them in that?" You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's like that. Like we can know that God, like the Spirit of the Lord, is upon him to bind up the brokenhearted and to set captives free. Um, but what what? I think is so important is just to realize like God is like the Lord is in heaven and He does what He wills, mm-hmm. Um and n- nothing is ever going to be like perfectly predictable or symmetrical. There yeah. was a number of times in the Africa track where I was like, "But wait, I was so good the day before; I did all the things right, mm. and then I prayed and nothing happened. What's yeah. the deal, man?" And then, mm. and then Gianna, she had like such a bad attitude, and then she and something happened, and, and I and I just realized like it's not that like that's not you're you're right
1: because I've actually been in a, in a very a lot of similar moments where you're like I want to see God show up in a powerful way or bring healing and I also want to say dude because it opens up the conversation I do think there there are those who have the gift of faith and I think there are those who have the gift of miracles actually I think there are those who have the gift of healing oh, yeah. and I, I also want to and I think there are people who don't even know what gifts they have yet. Mm-hmm. And well, I want to say, yeah, that's don't, a point. don't put God in a box where he can't now do a miracle. Mm-hmm. But the reason why a miracle is a miracle because it is rare. Right. I mean, it's not common. That's the whole idea of a miracle. So yes, um, it's, we're not going to see it all the time, but also let's not assume we'll never see it then. And I think that's the other mistake we can make. And I think, listen, that's the whole point of this conversation on prayer. Mm-hmm. I can't explain all the you know things around it, but prayer does work. Mm-hmm. And pr- the only miracles that have ever happened have been based out of prayer. That is, There's like no doubt in my mind. So if there's ever been a miracle, I think there's been prayer around that to some, to some extent.
0: I, I, um, I completely, I mean, that, that's that's definitely true. And I love what you just said. This is my last thought. I'm going to let you land the plane. No, you're, you're doing it right now. My, my, my last thought is this. <laughs> And it's kind of a challenge. Um, what presents, what what gifts have you been given by God already that you just haven't opened or 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 used? That that that's something that's something that I, I I challenge myself with, and I challenge like any Christian listening to this because I do believe like if you read like you're saying if you read the New Testament, you see those particular gifts. But you also know in each individual's life that there's like gifts that have been given to people like by God for (coughs) for their own um, life and also for other people. And I really do think that like another another feature of prayer is like understanding your identity and understanding like your mission and, and through that connection with God, understanding what what even those gifts are and being like, oh, like you you've. Given this to me, and it's for this purpose. But you, you almost don't get at that. You're, you're. I, I, I think that prayer is like also the place where God can instill and in, in the heart, callings and 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 fulfill longings and and set people out on mission and give people purpose as well. Mm-hmm. So, prayer also has a very practical thing where it's like, it's a, it's that emotional piece. It's the connection. It's the ultimate like. God-shaped hole and the heart that, that we find in God. But it's also, you have to spend time, like our father. You need to spend time with your father for him to to give you direction in your life and to help you understand who you are, what you've been given, what you're for, where, where you're going as well. Mm, that's good. We could end with that. I would say let's pray. Like, let's pray. So this week,
1: this idea of spiritual disciplines... I would say, put something on your calendar. Let me just give a little thing like this. I I think it's important to actually, I have something that pops up my alarm, says pray for someone that is, you know, whatever. But I have to have a reminder even. And I'd say, um, I would love for you to just give yourself a few minutes. And if you need to start off with the Lord's Prayer, I would say, start off with the Lord's Prayer. I would start there, just pray that over a few times. And then just talk to God about that in your own words. You don't feel like you have to keep verbatim or perfect. I would say, if you want to know how do I pray, I really want to learn how to pray. Well, the disciples had the same desire. They asked Jesus. He said, this is how you pray, our Father in heaven. So start there. Maybe try the whole acts thing out, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Maybe look up John Corson's praying through the tabernacle. That thing was cool. Maybe just pray. Maybe just start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a child, like, hey, God, how's your day? <laughs> and ask him questions. And like, don't feel ashamed in that. And just talk to him. And, um, but I would just say, like, give some time to this and develop it. Um, Maybe it's on your lunch break. Maybe it's right before bed. I would try to develop these things. Daniel, in the book of Daniel, they had different times where they set aside and prayed. So don't feel guilty if you set aside time and pray that that's biblical. Mm-hmm. Like so, um, when you read First Thessalonians, it says pray always. So my thing is like find that organic that Nehemiah prayer, all the things we talked about today, mm-hmm. um, develop it and and grow it, and maybe have a prayer journal where you're writing down some things you're praying for and how God fulfilled them. We already might be out of time, but um, we just wanted to end with some some practical how tos. Next time we're talking about Sabbath, the discipline of Sabbath. Um, Um, But this is the week to focus on prayer. Cool? Brandon, it's been so good, dude. I missed you, man. So good. So long. All right. Love you, buddy. Bye, guys.
0: Peace.